Welcome to Down to the Nub Live, a weekly show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, interviews, giveaways, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Cigar Mechanic Brandon Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Down to the Nub Podcast, and we're back, we're together, and we're happy family again, because Brandon's here. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Oh, dude, I am beat, I am tired, but I'm excited because I'm home. Yes. I'm home, and I'm back in my studio where I can worry about my own internet, not worry about the internet of the hotel that I'm in. Yes, and it's it must feel like home when it's you know a hundred degrees out as opposed to Colorado where it was you know not. Yeah, it does. Uh, today was wasn't bad. I was indoors most of the day, but um, today was not bad as far as temperature wise. But dude, I am just so uh, I'm just so happy to be home. I, I was gone for almost three weeks. Um, yeah, you know, touring through. You know, we had the trade show in Vegas. So I came home for like what a day and a half. Um, Maybe. Yeah. And then shot up to Grand Junction after an hour of sleep, and then um, which that's always fun. And then you know doing kind of a, a cut and light, just hang out, talk with customers, you know, help promote the products. And left Grand Junction and drove over near Boulder area, which is like another three and a half four hour drive that night. Um, so it was like a total of 13, 14 hours of driving after an hour of sleep and doing an event. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> And I never How many really monsters did up. you drink? Uh, one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I I actually find myself more tired after the monster. What really woke me up was the um, near death experience of a head on collision with a car oh, racing right. straight towards me. Yeah, um, which that guy just didn't seem to care. I'm doing 85 miles an hour up up the hill, and this guy is passing a truck in my lane around a blind turn, um, and. I was kind of in one of those dazed driving moments. <laughs> I wasn't fully awake. And I'm kind of in that dazed driving. And also, like, that's a car coming right at me at excessive speeds. And yeah. luckily, there was a, it was a, it was our passing lane. So we had two lanes. They had one coming the other south. And, but up in Utah, they have a dotted line. So you can actually pass on that inside lane. Mm-hmm. And he was doing that. And I was on the inside lane. So luckily, nobody was next to me. And, Understandably, listen, there's always an accountability in the situation. I then realized that there were signs along the hallway saying to remain in the right-hand lane unless you're passing. Now I see why. Well, there you go. So it, it would have been as much my fault as it was theirs, um, and I recognize that. So it was, it, was, it was funny because I didn't start cussing the person out or anything. It just woke me up, and I was like, holy crap, that was as much my fault as it was theirs because I wasn't in my lane. I should have yeah. been in the right-hand lane. Yeah. So, yeah, between that, uh, the couple deer that I had at Dodge, uh, whatever the varmint or rodent or large thing was that ran across the road in front of me in the middle of the night um, in a snowstorm, um, sleet, whatever that was, it ran across. Um, I had to dodge that. Uh, coming back down the hill, I had to dodge a, a the butt of a dead deer oh, uh, that fun. was sticking into the lane. And then the head of another deer, like five miles down the road, that was... There was there was two deer that had been hit five about five ten miles apart and one was in the middle of the highway lane at across it 
Oh. So I would have like thump thump over the head of this dead thing. And prior to that, there was one with its, it was off to the side, but its butt was in the lane. Wow. So yeah, it was uh, quite an adventure. Quite <laughs> to an adventure. To say the least. Yeah. But I got to spend a lot of time with the Holy Smokes guys. It was really cool. They welcomed yeah. me into the Bears Den, which is, uh, if you guys don't know who Holy Smokes is, you know, message us. Uh, we'll let you into the group. It's an invite only. Um, from last I checked, right? I think it's still invite only. Uh, somewhat of a public yeah. group, but you, you can find it, but you have to be invited in. Um, but as I'm out there, they, a group of guys was getting together on like Friday afternoon at the Bears Den, which is one of the guys' beautiful lounges at his beautiful home, and uh, welcomed me into there. Um, and then Friday, no, Saturday night, I hung out at the confessional, which is another guy. He has a, a, a large shed in the backyard that he converted into the cigar lounge, one of those like tough sheds, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and I guess they're calling it the confessional. He's going to be putting like stained glass windows and stuff in there, so... They call it the confessional. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, really cool people, man. Got to meet and talk with them for a while. And then Sunday, um, got together with Steve Ryder, and we um, hung out at the Lion's Den, um, which is another yes. beautiful lounge at one of the other guys' houses. So Very cool. And then they all left, and I hung out there by myself. <laughs> yes. So now I know how everybody feels like when they come to my lounge by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How are you doing, man? That's, I mean, I was a long way around how I'm doing, but how are you? No, that was a good update. That was good. Um, you, you did have a good trip. I'm doing well. Uh, I've been uh, getting a lot of time with the family. Um, I mean, more active in church with running tech and sound now since the previous guy has moved out of the, or moving out of the state uh, this Saturday uh, and running that uh, plus scouts. I mean, tonight from when we're recording this, Scouts are back in person and meeting, which was really nice to finally be back together after what seems like an eternity, well over a year. Um, and it was just really good to be back together. But the family's doing well. Boys are doing well. They're getting down to the end of the school year. So, you know, they're getting the I don't feel like doing anything. And frankly, I don't feel like telling them to do anything because, I mean, Micah goes to school and his teacher is like, hey, you've already met your reading goal. And since you've met your reading goal, that shows that you finished up early. So I'm not going to give you any more homework to do for the rest of the year. And he's got this week and next week. So he's like, hey, I scored. I show up. I do work in class and I come home. Yeah. And JT has one more week of school than Micah does. Um, but he always does stuff at school. But it was cool because today they did sort of a beautification on their campus. And each of the kids, and it's what we love about the enrichment center that he's at, is they had to all come with a hand trowel, a hand shovel, and they planted a garden on the campus to work on beautification and working. They learned about photosynthesis and planting and all that, um, which was just really cool. And he, you know, got to take his little shovel and go to school and oh, I get to plant something today, sure. which was really cool. Um, but he came home and then he told us something interesting uh, and a uh, great interesting. He goes, he goes, Dad, I realized that my name's in the Bible today. Uh, and I said, yeah, well, you know, that's that's where we got your name from, Jeremiah, one of the minor prophets. Uh, and and he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes. And then we were reading through Genesis, was it 16 or 18? I think he said 16. Genesis 16 today. And Aaron and I both turned and looked and we were like, tell us more. And, you know, and he starts to talk a little bit more about it and different things. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him. And, and it was just one of those things where it was like, 
I love that he's in a school that is, I mean, it's, it's at a church, um, but that is not just sticking to the curriculum and the things like that, but that we pour into him at home and he's getting it at school and it's just normal life for him and he's getting it and he's understanding it and he's able to tell us what he's hearing. So the Holy Spirit is truly working through his little seven-year-old heart in just beautiful, beautiful ways. Um, working with both boys on the, the scout, you know, God and me and, and doing that um, it has been a lot of fun and really, really cool and really enriching for both of the boys and myself as well, walking through it with them. Um, Aaron and I are doing great. We're enjoying the fact that we have a pool and we can lounge in the backyard and do all that kind of stuff. And it's the time of year here in Southern California where it's warmer during the days. I won't say hot because we're not Phoenix hot. But warmer during the days, but in the evenings, uh, we haven't done it yet, but this weekend we probably will, we've got our cast iron wood-burning stove that's on the patio in the backyard where we'll light that at night and just sit out back uh, and hang out and talk in the evening when it's, you know, 65 out and have the fire and just relax. And I love that time of year, maybe go for a night swim, whatever it is. So we're doing really well. Um, my back has not been the greatest, but it hasn't been terrible, but I've learned a lot more about it. Um, and more things that are going on with it. And, you know, the doctors have been a huge blessing and helped me out and helped me learn more things about my back. But I'm learning that what I thought were different ailments of nerve issues or muscular or this and that, you know, was actually arthritis. So just a lot of God revealing things, um, which has been really, really good uh, because I was wondering why there was pain in areas that I didn't understand. And it's because the areas that used to bother me are calming down now, and so the areas that have been hidden and masked by the other pain, which was more significant, are now showing themselves, and I'm able to um, to help alleviate that discomfort uh, as well uh, without having to use heavy painkillers and things that I just don't want to go on. Um, so it's been really good overall. It really has, and it's it's just been a really nice season, a huge blessing. Taxes were a huge blessing. We got a good amount back. Um, and so not having unemployment for the last two months plus now, um, it was basically almost exactly a little bit more than what would have been those two months of unemployment. So God is absolutely providing. Um, and then called this morning, got through, and by tomorrow I should have everything I need to to certify and get the entire two months of back pay. So God is just cool. absolutely blessing us abundantly. I love it. I love it, man. Um, so You had a before, blessing. Well, before we get into that. So uh -huh. I also don't want to forget that we, we are, you know, we are a cigar podcast. So what are you smoking? You know, I went back to an old trusted cigar, a beloved one in my rotation that I haven't had in quite some time. And I went with the Cuevas Reserva Maduro, which Beautiful. won't show in the lights and all that. But but the Cuevas Reserva Maduro, and it's it's just good. There you go. There we so go. I was at a shop uh, in New Mexico yesterday, and mm -hmm. um, there was uh, some guys, and and I was presenting Cuevas. You know, it was, it was really cool. They wanted me to go through my whole portfolio, so I did. And nice. the shop owners came and sat back down. He was off doing some taxes and came and sat back down as I was talking about Cuevas. And he goes, you know, I smoked one of those, and it was terrible. I said, what are you talking about? Dude? I've never heard anybody say that. I'm just seriously. Especially I've never the word heard terrible. Yeah, I've heard it's not my palate, but it's a great cigar. Like it didn't fit me. I, I've heard those things, but terrible. I've never heard. No. And he said, "Yeah, it was flavorless, man, and it just was terrible." Blah blah blah. And then one of his buddies comes in. He goes, "That was the one with the blue band, right? That's what I'm talking about." He goes, "Yeah, it was Cuevas." And he's so they both had 
I'm like, did you guys share the same cigar? And he says, no, we each had one, and they were terrible. What? Ah, wait a minute. So I pull one out of my box, and I show it to him, and he goes, yeah, that's it. That's the one. I said, okay, here, let me cut it for you. You guys are smoking this right now. Yeah. Both fresh pallets. I cut it for him. I said, hey, make sure it has a draw. You know, my, my cigars get abused, especially on the road for two weeks. Those things have been abused. I'm at the tail end of the trip. These things, the humidor's been open, closed, it's gotten hot, it's gotten cold, it's been through snow, it's been through the sun. It's like, this thing's been abused. Yeah. And I said, just make sure it has a draw, because these cigars are road stock. I said, you have to forgive the first, at least few puffs, if not the first quarter inch, because if they've gotten overheated, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? Right. I said, okay. Both had a draw, they lit them up, and he sends me a picture. It was like, this thing completely redeemed itself. Holy crap. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the last ones we had, but this thing was phenomenal. How much is a box of it? Blah, blah, blah. And it was it was so cool. So I was so happy to hear, you know, I mean, here, I'm I'm a rep. I love Cuevas. I love that family. Oh, yeah. I've never heard this before. And I'm like, please help this redeem. Please. I'm like, I'm actually in prayer mode you know, <laughs> over a cigar, right? <laughs> so it, it's funny you're smoking that because I had that experience just yesterday. And it was, you know, I'm sitting down with the last account of the day and he texts me a picture. And I was like, this thing is so freaking good. Oh, I was like, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> But I was happy he gave the opportunity. Yeah, and I was happy he gave the opportunity again because so many people will will discount a cigar and say, this thing is trash because I smoked it one time and it was terrible. Yeah. Yes. And and you you can't do that. No. My rule is twice. Yeah. And my rule is twice. And after that, if I don't care for it, then unless somebody says, no. Maybe it was a bad, whatever it was. But after two times, if I don't care for it, okay, then I just don't care for the cigar. Right. But after one, no, that, that's unfair. Right. What right. are you smoking, though? Um, I don't even know how to pronounce this. So this is called the T.L. Johnson. Um, I think it's a Legenda. Legenda. T.L. Johnson. Uh, yeah, we're, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a cigar that was given to me. Um, a guy nice. that works actually part time at one of the shops. He um, has a factory and actually has some fields and farms. Oh, I need to cut my nails. Holy crap! Um, has some fields and farms down in Dominican Republic, and so this is his tobaccos. Um, he's got a factory down there, and he's been making cigars for a while. Apparently, I've never heard of them. Um, so he, so is it a puro? Yeah. Nice. That's what I'm told. So I know very little about it, um, you know, because obviously I was there to talk about my cigars mm-hmm. <laughs> that I represent. But great packaging, man. Uh, That's a nice uh, – the detail on that little dent that cut down in the, where the middle of the body yeah. of the cigars are to be able to grab them out. What attention to detail. That's great. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. The so great packaging, uh, really cool dude. We got to sit down and talk, and it's funny because he gave me a cigar, and the I it was just was it kept going out, kept having problems. He's like, "Yeah, these are great cigars," and he goes, "Of course, you get the one that has issues. Here, take the box, and smoke them." Wow. Uh, so I, I figured um, I would I would go ahead and give him a shot. You know, like you said, we'll give him at least two tries. I've got ten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But it's smoking great, man. I, I, you know, it's a Dominican Puro is what I'm told, and um, it's smoking really, really good. So I'm, I'm enjoying this box press. Nice. That's all I know about it. Um, there you go. Yeah. But you had a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing take place 
tonight. Yeah, and I, 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 I hope I don't cry during this. Um, I hope you do. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's um, we were talking about it before, but um, you know, I, I've been gone from my Wednesday night men's group Bible study for four weeks now, um, and I was supposed to be gone today, and and um, luckily I was able to squeeze everything in. I mean, God's got a plan bigger than me. Um, squeezed in the entire New Mexico trip in one day. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, oh my gosh, dude, it was so tough. Cause I got to the first meeting a little bit late. Um, I had a phone call that ran late before that. And I got to the first one about half an hour late. And the guy was like, I, I'm, you know, in my mind, right. It's like, okay, I'm going to pop in. I'm going to pop out. I'm like, Hey, introduce myself. Here's what I offer. Here's what I check out. But I'm gone. The guy wants to talk about stuff. Of course. Which. I should be really happy about the guy was the, he was the nicest guy in the world. So we sat down, of course, no customers were coming in, you know? So it was like this guy, I get in there, there's a few customers, they leave. And then we have this gap. So we have this conversation. So now I'm kind of going like, crap, I'm running behind schedule. I got to get caught up, <laughs> you know, shoot. I just, I don't want to get out too late. I really want to just get home. You know, cause that's all I'm thinking about is home. Um, I get to the second account and it was kind of a boom, 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 which was great. So I shoot down from Santa Fe to Albuquerque get to the next account and they want to go through the whole portfolio. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So now I was like an hour and a half late to the next meeting to the last one, which was at Monty's in Albuquerque. And it was great. Um, Matt Monty is one of the nicest guys. If you're ever in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for some odd reason, I don't know why you would be, but if you're ever there, uh, go see Monty's in Albuquerque. Phenomenal, phenomenal guy. Just the most welcoming place that you can possibly go to. Hmm. Um, and nice. just the most loving guy. And, um, so yeah, we went through there and it was a great meeting. I ended up staying an extra two hours, dude, and talking with one of the customers that, that was there. Um, and we just, we just talked, I smoked another cigar and we just talked and I left there at eight 30 when I was trying to leave at five 30 <laughs> and drove through the night, got home and I was so excited because I got to sleep a little bit and then see the kids today and then Bible study tonight. And I was a little irritated at the beginning of Bible study because it was just a bunch of BSing back and forth. And I know our Saturday group and the conversations that we have in our Saturday men's group and the conversations we have throughout the week and just how in-depth and how deep we get. And mm -hmm. we jump into the Bible, we talk about God, and we're, we're in-depth in that. And then I'm sitting in this room going, like, I haven't been here for four weeks, and this is what we're doing. Yeah. Did um, you lose focus, guys? What happened? Yeah, like what are we studying, guys? What are we what are we going through? What's happening? And so um, I actually took a question that Travis had posed to our Saturday group, and I said, "Cool, we're gonna get this. We're gonna get this fired off." Yeah. And um, so I fired that question off, and it spurred a conversation. And one of the guys in in the group that's been with us for a couple of years now, um, and 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 he's just been just battling, man, just that flesh and spirit battle. But you know what? He's been one of the most vulnerable and open people in the group hmm. and just such an inspiration in the group. And, um, I finally asked him, I said, Hey man, I, I gotta ask you something, dude. Um, are, are you ready? I know you've struggled with this before, but do you feel like you're ready to let Christ in and to ask hmm. him into your life? And the instant I said that I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> um, now I got to follow through based on whatever answer gives. 
is this guy gonna say yes shoot <laughs> you know because I, I, i'm not a pastor dude i've never i've never actually done this before you know i've done it in the, like the i've done the the, the the christian you know resort camp stuff where you you know fake your way through it because you really just aren't there and I, but i've never actually done this and i'm like why did you why did you make me ask this question what is wrong with you I'm not ready for this. <laughs> God, what are you doing? Shut yeah. my mouth. So I look over at Jason and he's just sitting there going, I'm like, dude, say something. Help me out here, bro. Take over. He's like, sitting there with his popcorn. Yeah. Cause he's, you know, he's been a pastor. He's done the stuff, you know? And it's just like, dude, I got this started for you, man. You know? And, and I know Jason well enough and he knows me well enough. That he's just gonna be like, Nope, this is you dude. And, yep. um, so it was, it was, he, he goes into the, the, the brother of our, and I don't want to say his name, um, uh, but he, he goes into baptism and talking about baptism because when we were camp before, I'd asked him the same question. And then we also asked him if he was ready to be baptized on a separate day when we were doing a baptismal of Jason's mm -hmm. brother. Right. So he immediately goes into the baptism and, you know, it's that symbol and all this stuff. And, and he's like, I'm just not ready for that, man, because what if I fail? And what if this and that and the other thing? And it's so we let him go, and another guy went down this rabbit hole. And then I, I looked at him. I said, "Man, it, it's really interesting that you bring up baptism, and that that's where you went to." I didn't ask you about baptism. Mm -hmm. I asked you, "Are you ready to give the keys to this home you hold on so tightly to to God, and to let Him into every room of your life?" Because He's been working through you, and you acknowledge that, and you see it. But you've never said, "God, here's the keys; you have full access." Yep. And he kind of, you know, you could see he kind of him hot about it. And I said, listen, dude, I, and, I, and that's what I told you earlier, right? I said, you know, I'm in sales. I, I don't give outs. You know, all right, dude, how many boxes of Cuevas do you want? Right. <laughs> yep. All right. So that's four boxes of Espinosa. Oh, you said two. Okay. Okay. You know, it's like, that's what it is, right? That's how sales go. But I said, yep. I'm, I, I've never given out, dude. I said, but this has to be a decision from you. And I don't All want right. this to be that I've been gone for four weeks, so you're trying to impress me. I don't want this to be anything other than this is a decision from you. And if you are ready, then, brother, I would love to invite you for us all to get up and pray. And so I'm not walking you through any kind of prayer. This is this is for between you and God. This is a commitment between you and God. And you need to pray what's on your heart and confess what's on your heart and invite him in in your way. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I just don't believe in repeating words from somebody else. I, I really have a hard time with that because this is between this is a commitment between between you and God. Mm -hmm. Right? That's why that's why husbands and wives they write their own vows. I guess fiance and fiance whatever they are, they write their own vows, right? And mm -hmm. when they're giving their commitments. So he says and I said, and I would love if if the opportunity for the rest of the brothers here to pray for you as well and um he says yeah let's do it That's so awesome. dude we got to stand up man and uh and we prayed and dude he prayed not only one of the longest prayers i've heard in a long time <laughs> but one of the most beautiful prayers because it was just such a confessional prayer and it was just so much from his heart. And you could hear just, just where he's at right now. And I love that because there's the there's the confident stuff. There's everything there that's just the battles. And you can hear it. And 
but he's being true. He's being raw. He's being real. And he's being open. And he gave his life to Christ right then and said, God, I give you the keys to every part of my life. He even said, dude, even the dirtiest, darkest rooms in my home that I've held so tight, I ask you into those. Hmm. And I was just, I'm, I'm balling, right? I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. dude, I don't, like, I'm glad I didn't lead this thing. <laughs> like, because I, dude, I can't lead that, man. That's got to be, dude, that was so, just beautiful, man. Just such a beautiful, beautiful moment. And um, so we hug it out and everything, and then we're talking. And, and uh, one of the other guys in the group says, hey, man, you got to write the date in your Bible. And I was like, oh, I just bought a Bible. And it's been sitting on my counter, like, in the box i haven't opened yet it's a beautiful study bible it's the nice pleather bound or whatever it is i forget what i got i got the nicer one so it'll last yeah the genuine leather yeah and mm -hmm. uh so so like one of the other guys was in the middle of saying something and i just got up and walked out of the room <laughs> it's almost kind of rude right i just get up and walk out <laughs> and i go straight to the bible and i bring it in and out of my nervousness and my own confidence of what I go through, right, of not being worthy of leading somebody through this, which is craziness, right? I yep. just hand him the Bible, and, and the other guy says to me, he "Goes, man, you gotta, you gotta dedicate that to him." And I'm like, "I, I don't even know what that means." <laughs> I so, dedicate the Bible in the name of you for all eternity. Yeah, right. Like, and then thump them <laughs> up on the head with it. <laughs> I claim this Bible in the name of you. Yeah, whack, <laughs> and the guy's got a concussion. Um, so I, I just, I went in, I grabbed a Sharpie and I just wrote in there and, you know, it's, it's the beginning of the Bible has, you know, I present this Bible too and just wrote his name and my name and you know, the date um, with a, a gold Sharpie, which is really cool. Nice. Um, yeah. I have those for signing autographs. If you need an autograph, I'll be outside afterwards. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah. Give me no, five but, hours. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're taking the motorcycle. Um, yes. <laughs> But it was so it was so cool because I got to, to dedicate this Bible to him and gift him this Bible and dude just the purity in his heart and the gratefulness of the Bible I was like dude are you serious, dude are you serious, dude thank you so and this is a kid that I've gotten to be a part of his life since the beginning, and have been there and actually dude before his prayer I even said dude no matter what decision you make tonight if it's a yes or no that you're gonna give your life to Christ, there is no judgment for me and I will still love you and be there for you. Yep. And he's one that before, if you would have offered to give him the Bible, you'd be like, oh, why? What? I, I can go at my own. I, I, I don't need that because that was just his mindset. That's just yeah. how he was. He's not worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so for him to accept that Bible, and then we got to talk after everybody left, and I just told him, I said, man, I said, I equate this to, you know, I, I equate everything to business because I've just done that all my life. Mm -hmm. But I quickly learned in life that the person giving an interview and a job, is more nervous than the person being interviewed. And I said, so man, just as, as, as you feel right now that you don't want to let me down, I said, I feel that way to you mm -hmm. because I know that I'm leading this pack, but I also know that I'm following Christ. Mm -hmm. And I said the song in my head, and I forget who sings it. Oh, you might DC know. Talk. Is it DC Talk? Okay, yeah. Yep. What What if I stumble? What if I fall? Like, that's going through my head. And I, I've heard that song. Dude, on the drive, I heard that song probably 100 times in the 2,000 miles that I drove this last week. 
because that's all I listened to was a loop of this of this music. Because all I listened to that, and then I listened to the Book of Genesis. Proud of me? Yes, you are. There you go. Um, <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> so now I know the lineage of where everybody comes from. Um, this person begat this person begat it. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, wait till you get to Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, and there's I've, two of those. <laughs> yeah, I've been through though. I've been through it, but it's just it's it's neat to hear it again from now a point of honesty and integrity with Christ. Yeah, and and that's what I love. So, dude, what an amazing experience because this is the first time I've ever dedicated a Bible to, to someone, and um, it, it's to me it's a it's more than just giving a Bible to somebody because with the House of Reject starting. Um, with me wanting to, you know, when I get the time, I'm going to be spocking, I'm going to be speaking with your father about, um, mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, actually becoming a legitimate pastor, not just one online. <laughs> not just now Gore pastor. Correct. Uh, by the interwebs, <laughs> IV wed. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. so like just seeing this path from where I was and seeing how God takes the broken mm-hmm. and uses that. And that's where the House of Rejects comes from. Yeah, that's why the name, right? He takes the rejected, the broken, and he uses them and the stories there within, wherefore art thou, um, to to make changes and to grow and to help bring people to him. And I, mean, I prayed a prayer of just, you know, God, your son is home. You know, yeah. and how proud he is of that moment of, of this man coming home mm-hmm. and it's like I, I just i just think about that when my children come home how happy i am and that doesn't even begin to touch how happy he is oh yeah and it's it's a powerful i'm not even gonna say moment because it, it's not a moment it's a powerful experience a powerful event um time when those take place i've been blessed to be a part of that uh in somebody else's walk uh, a couple different times with dedicating a Bible and, you know, being there when somebody accepts Christ. And, I mean, like I was telling you before, th- the first time that I was blessed with the opportunity to do that, it was a guy that was nearly 20 years older than me, and I'm thinking, God, why are you using me to talk to this guy? I'm, I'm this, you know, kid in college, and he's not. Uh, and I cried just as much as he did and walked through, and, every, and it was just this beautiful thing, and... You know, I've heard people say, you know, the, you get the the pastor people that have, you know, in the mega churches. No, and I've prayed the prayer of salvation with, you know, and they count the number of people with 216 people. And I'm like, I don't care about the number. I care about the lives. I care about the souls. And, the, you know, that you keep a number of it great. It's, it's not going to matter when the lives will matter when you get to heaven. But God's not going to look at you and go, ah, 216, good job, because that guy only had 184. God's not, it, it doesn't well work done. that you're way. You're on the 15th floor. Oh, you're on yeah, the 12th? Exactly. Okay, you're on the first floor. Yeah, right. But but being being a part of someone's eternal decision to accept Christ's salvation is just a powerful, powerful thing. And uh, it, it, it goes to show you that the kingdom of God uh, is, is filled with people that don't understand that they're more equipped than they imagine until God and the Holy Spirit come in and say, no, watch my child, watch what I'm going to have you do. As Christ told us in the New Testament, I am leaving the Holy Spirit with you, and when I leave, you will have the Holy Spirit who will be there for you, and He will. you will be able to do greater things than even you have witnessed. 
And it's absolutely true. And being a part of someone's eternal decision, for me, the, the man's name that I share that experience with, I'll never forget his name because his name will always stick in my head because of how powerful, you know, that time was. And I mean, like this moment, you know, tonight that you had, it, it will be one of those moments that will forever be ingrained in your memory of like, wow, God, not only did I get to witness that, you used me in that situation. And I'm so, so humbled by that. Dude, when I'm sitting in heaven one day smoking a cigar with this man, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be like, bro, you remember when? That was pretty cool. Because, um, you know, I'm such a California kid, right? It's all, bro, dude, what's up? You know? Yep. And so I could just see that. Like, yo, what's up, dude? Like, I can see walking up to the pearly gates as a, you know, like, you walk it up and there's God and, you're, and he's like, oh, my son, welcome home. You know how you picture him, right? Oh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what's up, dude? <laughs> so, what's up? You got my keys? <laughs> bro, you can let me in or what? Let's go, dude. Where's the cigars at? <laughs> and the guy dude. behind you is going, um, I, I had I had 216. How many do you have? <laughs> right. I'm like, that dude right there, <laughs> we went out together, too. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, but like, I, I, and I think like, what's the takeaway from this for me is that um, I, don't, I don't have to be a pastor. I don't have to be a, a holier than thou. I don't have to be. I don't have to be anything special. Um, what I need to be is something very special, which is a child of God, and I need to believe in Him and I need to have faith in Him, and I need my salvation, and I need my trust in Him, right? And yep. that that's all it is. That's really at all. I mean, because I, I overanalyze this stuff, right? My, my daughter says she wants to be baptized, and I struggle with that so much because I'm like, what words do I say? How do I make this right? How do I not drown my kid? You know, you, <laughs> there's you, more you, sin. Yeah. <laughs> Hold her down. When the bubble Hold her down to the bubble stop. Healed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the stuff goes through my head because, you know, this, I've just been that way. It's, you know, I, I analyze business. I analyze things. I, anal- you know, I try to figure this stuff out so that I can become successful in the things that I do. But yep. when it, I, I just got to get out of the way. Yeah. Literally, it's like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to lead you through the Lord's Prayer. It's like, no, dude, it, you pray to God. Man, if you are convicted of this, then you speak to him and you pray to him. Guys, and the Holy Spirit will give you the words. Yeah, and and... Men and women that are listening to this, if you have not accepted Christ in your life, you don't have to do it at the front of a pulpit, walking to church just because they asked you to come up to it. You simply need to bow your head humbly, and you need to ask Christ into your life with conviction. Yep. And you know what? You will fail in life. You will continue to have failures, but God is there. You have invited him in. Mm-hmm. He's there to reach out his hand and to pick you up so that you can continue to walk down that path. The, I, the, the, the whole thing behind this is having the trust and the faith in him and having that conviction and allowing him to every single part of your life. St. Christ, come in. This is not a thing of, of control. This isn't God putting his hand up your butt and turning you into a puppet. It's no. saying, God, I choose you, and I choose to listen to you, and I want you in my life so that we can work through these things that hold me back. Show me the places in my life that I need to release to you, that I need to give unto you so that I can live for you and make you happy. 
and the yep. rewards come from that. Yes, and, and my takeaway from it is don't ever discount that God can put you in a place to be used for his glory to help the kingdom. But God, but I have dot, dot, dot. But God, I just said dot, dot, dot. But God, I just did. And he's looking at you and he's going, just shut up and be my child and listen to me and watch what will happen. And that's my takeaway is watch Hold what God, <laughs> yeah, watch what God can do when you realize that you just need to have obedience to him. And how many times have you thought, oh, no, I'm not going to ask the question because I don't, I don't want to know the answer because I don't have the answers after that. What if he asks me another question? I can tell you of stories where I know people that have said Bible verses they don't know they had in their head. They couldn't tell you when they memorized it because the Holy Spirit works that way. Don't be afraid. Here's the way I'm going to put it. Don't be afraid to be used by God because our view of ourself is fallible and broken and dirty, and I have this and I have that, but God sees you as a perfect, beautiful child that he says, watch what I'm going to do, because I'm going to do it. I'm going to use you as the vessel for it. Yep. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. God has given, by the crucifixion, his resurrection, and his blood, he's given us the power. He lives within us. Yep. And that is powerful. You have got to get out of the way. Simple as that. Yep. Get out of the way. Let God do his work, man. And that doesn't mean sit on the couch and just eat donuts and you're going to stay skinny and be healed. Uh, you, no. You've got to do the work. He's going to, you know, I, I told somebody this the other day. I said, you know, you, you ask God, you know, says, you know, with, with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. So what if you're in prayer one day and you say, God, let's move that mountain. And he says, all right, my son. And he hands you a shovel. Bingo. Think on that. Oh, I'm supposed to move the mountain? You yeah. asked with the faith of a mustard seed to move a mountain. Doesn't mean I'm going to magically move it like David Copperfield. It means, guess what? I may need help to move the mountain, and you're the help. Yeah. Start digging. Yep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Go do right. God's work. Yeah. Let the dirt do the work. I love it. There you go. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. Uh, we we challenge you to be used by God. We hope that this has enriched your week, has blessed you guys, uh, and, and that you can see that God can use anybody to impact the life of another when you least expect it. You just have to be obedient to Him. But if you're not already, uh, click subscribe, ring that bell, give us a thumbs up on this video. We love the support on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Down to the Nub, and you can support us at patreon.com slash down to the nub. But thank you all for watching. For those that are on the podcast platforms, thank you so much for streaming and listening. We hope this has blessed you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed week, and just watch and see what God can do, and enjoy your cigars too. Bye-bye. Thank you.